0: Welcome to Dakota Town Hall, South Dakota's statewide political podcast. Welcome,
1: everybody, to the first, I guess we'll call this the first episode, even though this show has existed for a while, the first new way to do it, the first and final way to do it. Thank you for listening, and welcome to the first episode of Dakota Town Hall. Dakota Town Hall is South Dakota's first, and, uh, and, and I guess even though this is new, best, South Dakota Politics Podcast. Uh, my name is Murdoch. I'm happy to be one of three of your co-hosts. I am the president of the Home Slice Group out in Rapid City, South Dakota. And please let me introduce my wonderful co-host, uh, Jake. We'll start with you, uh, Jake Schoenbeck, future political rising star in 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 South Dakota. I'll I'll let you take it as as far as an introduction and and uh, tell us tell tell everybody about yourself, man.
2: Thanks. Thank you, Murdoch. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's great to be here um, on the first revamped episode, I guess, New Fresh Faces uh, with the three of us. Uh, I'm here in Sioux Falls, living on the east side of South Dakota. Um, yeah, so I can't wait to kind of share the topics that are hitting our state politically and they're our best takes on
1: him I guess. Jake was, for those of you who might not know, was a first-time first time candidate last time around. Yes. Yes, uh, first-time candidate. Didn't quite go Jake's way, but it certainly got everybody introduced to uh, Jake as a uh, as a rising uh, uh, politico here in South Dakota. And you then, know, you
2: find when you lose by about 80 votes, you want to knock about 80 more doors. The last time you're <laughs> was around. that how close it was?
1: It was 80 votes. votes. That's yeah, a heartbreaker. Very,
2: very man. Though, I lost to... Uh, uh, 80 votes was a loss to Dave Call, who's a great guy in the House right now and a guy I very much support.
1: See, look at that. So. Everybody getting along. We'll it'll be say, it'll be funny as we get closer to re-election time as, as see if that changes a little. Also joining us from East River, rising uh, star political, and uh, you might know him from already doing some fantastic campaign work here in South Dakota, Mr. Noah Grable.
3: Yeah. Hey, Murdoch. How's it going? Um, thanks for having me on. This is one of those, it's going to be a real fun deal. And, I'm happy to live in Sioux Falls, not happy to live in the same town as Jake. You know, that's kind of the sacrifice that we make in this whole deal. Um,
1: I like how but, we've got no, the it's been East year. River, West River well represented here, boys.
2: Very well.
3: Yeah, I course. don't have a pair of cowboy boots, but I promise you that I can help you host a podcast. So
1: <laughs> Fair um, enough. I don't have a pair. <laughs> I'm not a, a I'm not a, I'm not a good West River representative that way. I, I guess I have a pair of work boots. That's, that's the most. I know the difference. That's how I go. Um, well, let's talk about the mission of this show. For those of you that are listening for the first time, basically, this is not right left. This is not, um, this is probably a little editorial, but basically, this show exists to tell you what's going on in the political world of South Dakota. Um, certainly, I think we'll have a little more fun doing it than some other outlets. This will probably be a little more, uh, I guess, a shirt sleeves operation, as my dad would say um but basically a weekly update of what's happening uh certainly during session we have just kicked that off we've got a lot to talk about and no shortage of things happening but even out of session this show is going to be your weekly update of what's happening in the political world of south dakota as it were well boys what's why don't we why don't we why don't we start with the, what's the big story of the week noah
3: well there's a couple i think the first thing that we've seen that's been the first thing that I think is a big deal is this whole idea of um, what all the policies are going to turn into and a lot of things that we're hearing. You know, Governor Noem had her state of the state address on Tuesday. In there, she outlined a bunch of stuff, but the biggest thing that we've heard her talk about consistently and the biggest thing that I think is going to kind of go throughout the legislative session is the idea of tax cuts. Now I've heard a few different rumors going around about what that tax cut could turn into. There could be a sales tax cut, a property tax cut or a sales tax cut um on groceries. So, I think it'll be interesting to see um what we what we kind of hear on that in the future if it's going to be a tax cut or, you know, I'll call it, you know, quote the tax, the cut. tax cut. Um that that being the governor's proposal. So, Um, To get a little more context on that, I actually sat down with Senate Majority Leader Casey Crabtree, and he had a little bit, he had a little bit to um, add on to what he wants to see with that. And he mentioned a lot about, um, about having that and kind of listening to his appropriations committee and, you know, seeing what's possible. So, yeah, he had, he had some remarks
1: on that let's, one. Let's play that clip right
4: now. For our appropriations committee will really lead a lot of that budgeting work, and they've already started. And those guys work uh, nonstop while they're out here. And that's really where we gotta get to, you Noah. Know? We gotta know, uh, can we meet the obligations that exist across our state? Uh, we add in priorities uh, that, uh, that uh, the legislature has, and we put those in there in different areas and we gotta see where that uh, checkbook balances when we are when we get done with that. So you have to get to that process before you can really start debating the policy. And I think the big thing for a lot of us, Noah, is you know, where we're at today is important, but where are we gonna be five years from now? Where are we gonna be 10 years from now uh, when it comes to this, uh, when it comes to one of the tax cuts? And we're gonna see three of these uh, tax cuts proposed this year. The grocery t- Tax. that has been talked a lot about. Uh, you'll see a sales tax cut that uh, that covers everything, and then you'll see um, a property tax a reduction that's uh, that goes in uh, into uh, in for debate as well. But you'll you'll see many more than that too, because uh, everybody's trying to figure out what uh, what the right way to to do this is, and they're all worthy things to be debated. But before you can even get to that part, where you can find out if you can afford it you got to go through and figure out where the where the budget's going to be uh, overall and where it's going to be in the future as well so uh right now um you know some of the feedback we're getting from our fiscal staff shows you know a tremendous amount of federal money that came into the state uh, that's no surprise uh, to anybody over the last couple of years with some of the covid dollars uh, so we're just trying to predict where that's at how much has still got to go through the funnel yet and uh, what the future looks like for us. So, um, you know, really, we got to be we got to be careful and cautious as we go through that, and uh, and weigh those decisions very uh, very wisely. I mean, that's going to affect uh, the next generation one way or the other on either thing you choose. So, you um, got to think through that uh, really well.
1: That's Majority Leader Casey Crabtree and uh, Noah's pen clicking. If you can hear. <laughs> 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 so okay Jake I want to go to you with that right so like yeah, when, I, when I hear that, that answer I hear like this is what I hear when I hear that answer um, yeah we've got a surplus but you never know what we need to buy
2: that sounded like a pragmatic no, in my opinion um, he's very eloquent in how Casey speaks he's a smart guy Is doesn't want to give it a dead on arrival like some other guys in the senate might say um, but it sounded like they're not willing to do that tax cut that's how i write that's that's,
3: that's what i hold on hold on give me a second i'm pushing back on both of you guys here i think i think taking that answer as a no i think that's ridiculous i think the what we see with casey as majority leader i mean having his experience with economic development and stuff like that you know don't take that stuff lightly you know Him giving that answer now, in my opinion, is exactly what a responsible leader should give.
1: So that's good politics.
3: Everything that you want to see. That's That's good good politics. That's good politics.
1: I'd certainly call it good politics. He respects his committee. He
3: respects his committee. He works. He is not going to override his committee. He put he helped put those people in these spots and he trusts them to do their job. Okay, I don't think that's a no answer.
1: In my opinion, that's good leadership. I can hear that. But there's no way this session's going to get through. Like no one's going to jam this groceries tax through. That's going to happen.
2: Oh, for sure. She will. But we know the Senate's not in favor of it. Well, who's the uh, chair of uh, taxation right now?
1: I guess I don't know. know. Who is? I have no idea. See, that's I stuff know we that. know on episode ten, Jake. That's not stuff yeah, we know. Yeah, I know, we're off top of our heads <laughs> or
2: chairs. But guys, I'm pretty sure knowing who set the chairs in the Senate, I'm almost guaranteeing it's it's probably one of the leadership.
1: And oh, you know him from somewhere? I know him somewhere. <laughs> We've been nowhere, hiding yeah. our, we have been hiding this a little bit. So I Jake, don't know what you're talking I, about.
2: Elephant in the Room no...
1: Elephant in the Room a little. Jake is half royalty because uh, uh, yes. South Dakota's <laughs> favorite non governor, Senate Pro Temp Lee Schoenbeck is uh, Jake's old man.
2: Don't ever say governor, non-governor. He does not need that add to his ego. You know, I used,
1: I tried to get him to like make (laughs) jokes about it, you know, but he's so, he's like, he doesn't even want the conjecture out there.
2: Oh my, no, well, back to what, off of that, back back to to what we're talking about here. What I'm saying is we've heard Senator Schoenbeck say this multiple times that the task cuts are dead on arrival. They were last year. They most likely are this year. At least the, sorry, the sales food, sales and food tax cut are dead on arrival. That for sure.
1: There's no way we so, get through March and we, and Gnome doesn't have, Noam's going to run a national presidency on this grocery store tax. That's, I mean, I don't know anything about anything, but I, but it seems like I know that
2: I, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I think it's going to be a, an absolute fight with the Senate. And I can't imagine the house leadership is too far from where the Senate's at.
1: Well, let's okay. So let's pivot a little speaking of leadership. So like there was the run for the GOP chair and, and, and I guess we're seeing a continued rift between, I guess what we would call the, uh, the more conservative, right. And maybe the, I mean, I don't know if they would like to be phrased this way, but maybe the more moderate, right. I think they would call themselves more solution focused Republicans, but let's maybe let's talk about Noah, let's go to you. Let's talk about the, let's talk about that rift this year.
3: Yeah, this is something that we've seen develop over the last year, especially since kind of the primaries. I think you kind of see and, you know, you see some of these people, they call them like moderate. You know, I wouldn't even say like like take take a take a Hugh Bartles, for example. You know, there was a story. It was like, you know, moderates put forth leadership house selection. You know, I I don't think these people are moderate by any means. A lot of these guys are super conservative. But I think you have seen you have seen this development over the last so long and you have two kind of republicans kind of swimming around in the legislature i think you have like you said you know they're i'd say they're mainly pretty conservative and they're solutions focused but you know a line that i had heard from from a politician in south dakota not too long ago was sometimes it kind of turns into work horses and show horses you have the people that are willing sit down and put in the work. And you also have a group of people that, you know, that sometimes they can get more focused about kind of making the headlines rather than digging in and really solving the problems. And I think we saw it, we saw that a lot last year. And the biggest thing that you're going to see now is you have these two kind of splits. And I think you have more of your kind of more, your solutions, focused conservatives, people doing the work. Um, it's turned into this big, this um it's kind of big this big rift um especially for this GOP chair spot so the rumor that went around for a while people thought it was kind of obviously going to be Taffy Howard based on um you know her she ran against Dusty she lost you're saying um, the
1: you're saying the rumor was that Taffy was going to run for GOP chair
3: i think a lot of people thought it for a while um i think it just God was kind those. of out there in the air um but people thought it was going to be her Senator John wick from, I think it's big stone South Dakota, put his name in. Um, I think John wick's a great guy. Um, if he gets this, I think he's going to do great things, but you know, it kind of looked for a while, at least in my opinion, that was going to be a Taffy versus John wick kind of, that was going to kind of be the ring. Right. And Taffy Howard didn't put her name in, turned into, um, Kevin Jensen, legislator from Canton, And once Jensen dropped. um,
1: So this election is tomorrow, right? You're saying Bruner is Bruner. The I guess what we'll call the ideological right GOP candidate.
2: That is accurate. Yes.
1: Okay, And and so it's so it's Bruner. Is it Bruner and John Wick?
2: Yes. This got kind of your 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 uh, governor backed versus your Tom Bruner and I guess Taffy Hauer backed.
1: So that kind of leads into, I guess, Jake. I want to stay with you on this. So, like, let's talk about this elections change that it seems like the party is focusing. And this, so, like, um, to give some context, the our, the South Dakota's Attorney General and our Secretary of State and perhaps our Lieutenant Governor. These are the these are the positions that they're talking about taking out of uh, voting at a convention and turning it into a, a it's a primary vote, right? So there's a
2: Senate bill, I think it's Senate Bill 40, I want to say, would be doing that exactly. Take them all out of the convention, all the constitutional offices, or at least those three constitutional offices, Let's, and take them to the primary.
1: So here's my question. Tell everybody why this is happening. Why Why is the Republican Party trying to make any major changes to, I mean, they just won by 90 whatever percent.
2: Well, if you had the joy of being in Watertown last June... Um, we got to see one of the worst circuses ever that ever came to town. Um, we had basically a lot of far right individuals try to hijack the process to put forward individuals like Steve Halgard for Lieutenant governor. Um, we had, I forgot his name now, but for uh, AG. That's uh, Natfig. Yeah. Natfig for AG. And then actually Monia Johnson won her race against Steve Barnett uh, for secretary of state. And what happened was is you had uh, individuals at Convention that do not share the ideological views of the majority of Republicans anymore.
1: Uh, for example, this would be kind of the Taffy Howard contingent of the Republican Party, and they sh- and and so if you don't know how conventions work, if you could show up to the convention and the, and that's how they elect their uh, nominees. The hard right showed up. Two to one, apparently to everyone else. Yeah. And that's how we got. So Monet Johnson is a is a kind like Monet, I don't know Monet Johnson. I've never I couldn't pick her out of a lineup, I guess, but like the 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 knock against her would be election denier.
2: You know, actually that's pretty accurate. Um in fact, load up the uh, war college right now, you can see she she has a quote right now that goes, uh, when it comes to elections in our state, Johnson said more people think everything is fine, or some people think everything is fine. Some things think elections are rigged. Johnson said she's somewhere in the middle. That's insane to me. That Thank
1: you. Like, okay. I was wondering, I just said we weren't going to be too editorialized, but I was like, whoa. Whoa. I mean, it's like the Secretary of <laughs> State thinks our
2: elections are rigged. I, I I don't know where you go from there. Like, it's just.
1: I guess I'm, I don't get on Christmas card lists when I say this. And Noah, I'll let you take it for the speaker vote drama. But like, this is what the South Dakota Republican Party deserves. Sorry, guys. This is what it deserves. I mean,
3: whoa. I mean, deserves, I think, is a big word. You know, uh, okay. this was, Hear this me was out an though. unfortunate scenario.
1: Certainly unfortunate, but this state has had 20 years of Republican. 75% of the races aren't contested by the time it gets to the general pro-business practices, a lot of which I'm for. I'm just saying that that isn't a free pass. The ticket that you had to pay was that 30% of our Republicans are election deniers. That is what we deserve.
2: This makes me miss Stace Nelson, and I don't know how (laughs) we got to that point. Wow,
1: there's the title of the first episode. So, okay, Noah, back to you. Let's go to the speaker vote drama.
3: We're going to the speaker vote. All right, well, I'm pretty sure we all watched Kevin McCarthy just absolutely gets clock clean for 15 rounds. You know, felt like a boxing match, just him versus Matt Gates. It was terrible to watch. Um, glad he's in there, though. Glad he's in there. Um, so we had this deal. This happened on the first day of session. And it was, you look at the leadership election. You have Will Mortensen, Taylor Rayfelt, Hugh Bartles. And you go to the Senate side. Casey Crabtree, Sean Beck. Diedrich. I mean all these guys. Reasonable. You talk what, about what
1: would be called reasonable. Talk about some of the people.
3: Yes, I mean probably some of the best chamber leadership that this state has ever had. Not there. So I mean they're up there on that list. As I mean, a package
2: deal, I would. have, Yeah, as a package deal, yeah.
3: You. It doesn't get better than what we have right now, and the people of South Dakota are pretty lucky to have what we have right now and so when they got elected you know a lot of the talk was they want to focus on unity they want to give these people an olive branch i mean john hansen ran against hugh bartles um another person jess olsen who was in that race um and they have continued to try to say like look we're going to work with you guys we want to be a united front and if i was hugh bartles up there you know um, that would feel. I mean, that would feel like a slap in the face. Yeah, it'd
1: be a tough job you for the, Hugh this year. I mean, the house is. I. Mean, I don't know. I mean.
2: Well, well, let's let's back up. Let's. I don't think we said actually what happened uh, on on the floor. Yeah. No,
1: I'm getting to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um. So there's. It's not unprecedented for Republicans to vote against the majority nominee for Speaker. Happened two years ago with Spencer Gosh, but there was two. So 14 Republicans voted no for the Republican nominee for speaker. Some of the notables district 13, Sue Peterson, 11, Chris Carr district two, John Charda; district nine, Bethany soy district 25, John Hansen, who challenged Bartles for speaker and Phil Jensen in district 33 out in rapid city. Now these people, I don't know if they have, I don't know if they officially have their membership card or not, or what that process looks like, but these are people that you would consider to be in the quote, um, freedom caucus. And, this has been a group that, you know, they've been called in here before. These are kind of the basement caucus, right? And The these,
1: super-Trumper caucus.
3: I wouldn't even call them super-Trumper. I mean, these guys... I would. I don't... They're never Bartles. They're
2: kind of... Yeah, they're never Bartles. <laughs> never this Bartles.
1: Is, yeah, John, John Anson's our Matt Gaetz. Oh. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> I, think, I think it was... Yeah, like I said, if I was Hugh Bartles, I'd feel like that was a slap in the face. You see that... To have the people that I extend an olive branch to by giving them committee chairships just go up there and smack me, um, bad he deal. There. Hansen, so, he gave John yep,
2: Hansen. He gave John chair of judiciary. Chair of judiciary. That was such a nice move. That's also a little and politics
1: then, too, though, right? Like, due respect to the what what Noah's trying to get away with, solutions-driven Republican. You put Hansen on judiciary because it you know gets you out of some hot water in primary season. No, no, no. I want the judges you want.
3: Uh, I just think it's I think it just shows that you know this group of 14 you know they've shown from the start that you know they're ready to pick a fight and think like, we're gonna see that unfold over I the, do agree
1: it does look I guess it does look as fighty as yeah. last year right
3: I think it I think it does and you know we're gonna have to see what this turns into um you know, my heart my heart goes out to you know the negotiations that are going to have to probably take place to get some stuff across the finish line. But you know, there's anybody that can do that. You know, it's who we have in leadership right now. I just, I I think my my where I get troubled with this. What happened, in my opinion, to you know what kind of happened to party unity? What kind of happened to you know this is we may not agree. What ha- I'm going to go like this. What happened to the Ronald Reagan quote where it was like the person you agree with 80% of the time is an 80% friend and ally, not a 20% traitor?
1: I agree with that. But you the know? 14 people where you're rattling off would get Mein Kampf passed through a House committee. So, like, <laughs> I don't know if they count.
2: Did you see that? I, I can't remember who it was, but one of the Republicans, that 14, tried to convince the Democrats to vote with them. That
1: was Hanson. Vote rumor well. rumor it was, was it, it was Hans- Hanson, yeah.
2: That's
1: a, that's a rumor I heard. I have absolutely no, no, that's all conjecture.
2: If that's true, that's classless. I'm sorry. That's absolutely classless. When you lose, you lose, take it out your shoulder and walk away. I'm sorry. That is, that uh, is classless.
1: I, I, okay, but I'm not going to sit here all session and, and, and act surprised. <laughs> that ship sailed right around 17
2: or 18. <laughs> Maybe I still get surprised sometimes. Um, but that we're, we're here to find solutions. So they're there to find solutions I think this, for our state.
1: I think historically the last few years, the Senate has generally been in to find solutions and the House has been there to be in the House respect well
2: i hope it changes this year i think leadership's in a better spot to actually do that i certainly
1: i dad I, I agree with i'll echo that and with what noah said i, I, I as far as reasonable folks in pier right I, I don't know i don't i don't know Noah. you're you're coming about 80 20 yes and no uh, there's 11 elected democrats in pier friends there's more homeless people in pier than there are elected democrats in pier i don't know how much more party unity do you need
2: I mean
3: I That's a tough one because it's like, you know, how much more party unity do we need? Yes, we've had a supermajority. We have one of the biggest supermajorities we ever had. But I think I think I think it it may not be less. It may be a little bit less about unity, but I think it goes back more to what Jake said about, you know, if if you're in your own caucus and you lose a fair vote, you know, you know, brush it off your shoulders. And you vote for the nominee that won, out of respect. I, I think agree it's the that. gesture of the thing.
1: But again, I, where where has these people's respect? I mean, I, we're broken record now. But like, what respect? I want to
2: I want to point our listeners to a quick little reading topic for them. Let's have them a little off podcast. You know, it's a little homework. Um, I also want to plug to you can't give out re-
3: homework on the first day, Jake. This is <laughs> I can day. I can Go for First it. day of
2: class. Screw syllabus day. I'm giving a little homework. Um, so the Dakota Scout, if you haven't heard of it, you're way behind on the train. They're a fantastic group of reporters. Who, without them, we definitely could not do this show. Yeah, we should get um, Sneavy
1: on next week, right?
2: Yeah, I'd love to have Sneavy on. We he should is, let's do he's it. He's a fun guy. Yeah,
1: he'd be great um, to have on this show. Pat Powers would be good to have on this show too.
2: Oh, Pat'd be great.
0: Yeah,
1: we'll get um, your old man in right here, but we'll we'll wait till like never. we'll wait till we'll get. I think we should like right before sessions over. Like that's one. Let's throw Lee. No, on you, you
3: got to get Lee. Crossover week.
1: That's when, what we. That's we'll get. When we'll we'll get, get Lee.
3: Some fun. We'll have some fun
1: on crossover <laughs> week when everyone's real impatient with each other. That'll be a fun week oh, to get Lee on. That's, you can, that's you when can, his
2: best quotes come out.
1: You can go on vacation that week, Jake.
2: So back to our, uh, you know, to our homework piece here. Uh, Dakota Scout had a piece uh, by John Schaff. He's a, I uh, think he's he's a professor at USD uh, in either law or political science. An article about, it's called South Dakota Legislative Circus. It's about institutionalists versus performers. I think it's a really important thing to think about The session, is who's there as part of the institution, who's there to perform. So go read that article. It's a great read. That is, that's, a that's a good way to look at it,
1: too. That's a good first week you know, for those of you that are into politics, right? you're thirty minutes into this show, you're at least a little into politics in South Dakota. that's a good that's a good perspective to frame these guys with who's who's performing and who's there to work? You don't hear about yeah. like the guys are there to work, you know the appropriators you don't you don't you know you don't see them cocking off on Facebook about transgendered nonsense and things like that,
2: yeah, you don't see those you know what you call those red meat topics they're easy. I mean those transgender ones they're easy to talk about because- right. Right, it's performance left, that's a good way to look at it let's talk about prison funding who wants to talk about that absolutely nobody <laughs> but it's going to be one of the number one issues in our state this year and it's going to be a fantastic thing for our state and get that funded
1: so okay no, let's talk about it let's do let's do this before we wrap up i so like what are you looking forward to next week what do, what's what's let's let's all go around the horn previewing what we think is going to be the topic de jour
3: I think we're going to talk. We're going to talk a little more about this run for GOP chair. By the time we chat next week, uh, that'll be all wrapped up. Looking forward to hearing. Looking forward to hearing what we got on that one. Um, I think I'm also looking very forward to what we start to see in terms of the initial budget presentations from Probes. You know, start to see what these funds look like, and I think that'll add a little bit of context to our tax cut conversation. And then I think the other thing I'm, you know. I think I really want to see what, you know, the Freedom Caucus is kind of in an interesting position. You know, they don't they don't necessarily have enough to stop a two-thirds majority, but, you know, they got something, right? They got a block. So it be kind of interesting to see strategically how they kind of, you know, kind of move about this session. But um, I'm going to try, there's a few people I'm going to try to get on next week, and, you know, we'll have to just see what that turns into. But, you know, those are a couple of the big things that,
2: I think we're trying to get Joe Sneevy on, have him talk about what's going on on the floor. He's there in person. Um, besides that, I, I agree the Freedom Caucus thing. I'm looking forward to see how that goes. Um, not because I think it's going to be effective or have any actual impact on the on actual legislation, just more good, annoyance good, and good popcorn drama. Good popcorn, yeah, fun
1: drama. Good popcorn. Okay, so can I tell you guys the most interesting thing I've seen so far come out of the session? Are you of course are you guys yeah, following this uh, are you guys following this crypto mining thing in Harding County no
3: oh uh, yeah I did hear about so that. so
1: like okay I'm it, it, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm accurate here but it's it, it's it sounds like this Harding County has uh, Harding County and the, the Harding County school system had lands that they leased to this company to drill natural gas uh, wells and that gas was going to power these supercomputers needed to mine cryptocurrency. And all of that sounds great until cryptocurrency is cold cash, and and now they owe like back taxes, and they can't cap these wells, and there's lawsuits on these on this company out of Texas or Colorado or wherever they're from, and it's in like the committees are trying to talk about it, but you're trying to get a committee to understand both real mining and the same time as crypto mining, and I just want to be in the room when Tina Malali has to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: If that's where we're starting on crypto, little worried. That's all. That's my point is like
1: I I I, I had a bitcoin <laughs> once and I don't understand crypto. We got to send this to like the the Freedom Caucus as to get their arms around. I'll call, a lot of them super trumpers are kind of crypto people. Maybe they understand it more than we think.
2: I rather you never know. Cash.
1: We're throwing a lot of heat to all them freedom folks, but we'd, you know, they'd certainly still have them on. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, oh, happily. Yeah. I maybe, oh, ha- oh. I don't know, happily. Again, this is going to be one of those comments that, like, when you're two years away from running, you're all, you know, milk toast and hugs and let's get to let's get closer to, <laughs> let's get closer toast to file date Jake and see how,
2: everybody i i my problem is i've watched my old man do this for you know since i was born i suppose so. i'm not good at holding back comments because well, i learned
1: from him he's not necessarily known for that either you know no and there you have it that's the first episode it's dakota town hall every week we'll give you a give or take a half hour of what's happening in south dakota politics My name is Murdoch, and for Jake and Noah, we're signing off. We'll see you guys next Friday. Thanks a lot, guys. See you
3: next week. Peace out, guys. Have a good week.
0: This is Dakota Town Hall. Thanks for listening to Dakota Town Hall. Episodes post every Friday. For more episode information or to request media availability, please go to dakotatownhall.com. While we strive to make all of our content accurate, this show is recorded live. For corrections, please contact us at dakotatownhall.com. Dakota Town Hall is produced by Leslie Klein and Oakley Tye, in partnership and presented by Home Slice Audio. Editorial advisor and executive producer, Brad Murdoch-Jurgensen. Voiced by D. Ray Knight and hosted by Jake Schoenbeck, Noah Grable, and Brad Murdoch-Jurgensen. Graphics and social media by Tibby Grablander and Scout Wheeler. Music and imaging by Oakley Todd. Special thanks to all of our weekly guests. Our website is dakotatownhall.com. This is Home Slice Audio.